Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On March 18th, 1995, Michael Jordan was asked about his future plans and simply said, I'm back. Now, Biggs, we've been asked that same question quite a bit in the past two months, and after much deliberation, we are here to say we're back. Let's get into it. Now, big someone should pull up the Saber metrics on that because I'm pretty sure that's the first time we opened a podcast without saying on today's Midcore Madness. So, you know, just another example of us, you know, being able to uh, change our stripes, you know, be be a chameleon in a way, right? Yeah. Speaking of chameleons, you, you, I imagine with the music you've been listening to, Karma Karma Chameleon. Have you heard that song? Yes. Add it. Okay. Great. Great song. Is that is that the only question? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yep. Great, yep. great question, great, by the way. Great, um, great jingle. Yeah. Awesome. Now, <clears throat> I sat here the past like two months trying to figure out what are we going to talk about on our, on our next podcast. And I didn't really come, come up with much. Um, the best I can come up with, Biggs, is just doing a whole episode of Winners and Losers because we haven't done one since probably August or so. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, I bet you our fans have been they've been dying for it. It's probably like. This is probably like uh, what I would equate like uh, when you're a young kid, you feel like you look forward to Christmas. Like from the day after Christmas ends, you're looking forward to kind of the next Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine our fans have been thinking about like with winners and losers. They're like, I can't wait to open up the next pod and have winners and losers be my gift. Do you think Today's they were day. more do you think they were more excited about having uh scrolling, scrolling, scrolling? Then they were disappointed in not having winners and losers. Ooh, you you do talk about adaptability. Uh, it's time to yeah we 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 we'll bring back scrolling scrolling scrolling. Yeah, we, Actually, we, so we you could got, do scrolling 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 with the transfer portal. Updates. We could, awesome. we really could. Maybe maybe we'll do both. Like we've never done both in a podcast. I don't. Yeah, that would be combustible. Oof. Yeah, in a good way. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what I came up with, Biggs, is. With winners and losers, we haven't done it in forever. And there's just so much news. We just need to do it, like, summarize stuff, you know? So I was thinking we could just do a whole episode where we're just talking about our favorite winners and losers over the past, you know, two and a half months. Yeah. All right. I like it. Let's just shoot from the hip on, on all the topics that we can possibly think of. Yeah, shoot from the hip. I totally do not have a word file I prepared the other night uh, with winners and losers. Perfect. Shoot from the hip here, yeah. So you want to go first or am I? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. My big winners, one of my big winners, I've got a lot of big winners. It's been a great offseason in terms of college basketball winning. My big winner, though, college basketball fans. Oh, okay. Uh, Explain. Original, I know. Yeah. Never had that one before. College basketball fans are my big winner because, uh, this was a topic of discussion for us a lot last summer, um, and it's and it's only become a, a topic of discussion. It's become an even bigger 
centralized topic of discussion around college basketball this offseason, and that is the the name image likeness laws that have been passed about a year ago. Um, those are keeping high level talented basketball players in college hoops. You got players who who were Oscar Shibway, the National Player of the Year, returning to college basketball because he can make over a million dollars through through name image likeness laws. He's returning to the league or uh, returning to to Kentucky uh, to you know anchor a Kentucky team that'll probably rank in the top ten. And I, I'm gonna hop in here because I think I heard this on Parrish and Orlander's podcast where it's the first time since like Tyler Hansbrough, I want to say that the reigning national player of the year has returned. Yeah, so what is that? That's like 15 yeah, years. That's quite a long time, yeah. It's huge. Drew Timmy, another guy. He was the preseason player of the year last year. Uh, he'll probably be in the mix for player of the year again this year. Armando Baycott, the uh, you know the go-to guy for a North Carolina team that'll be ranked probably in the top three uh, going into next year, is back. All sorts of high-level talented players throughout the sport are returning to the, to the sport because they can make a ton of money now. And, and and sure, a big a big factor on, on especially all three of those big guys and and players probably throughout the country is that the the draft prospects are not great. You can't change that that the NBA prefers certain players and stuff. But over the last five to ten years before this, we'd seen over a hundred guys declare anyway. Oh, you're not going to get drafted. Okay, whatever. It's time for me to just start making money, and and so. Without that part of the decision-making, like with that decision-making process, kind of that playing field leveled, I can now make money while being the man on my college team. I'll stay in college. That makes the college basketball product hopefully a lot better. You have guys sticking around longer rather than seeing freshmen who aren't ready to play for high major programs forced into action anyway because roster turnover and then guys are leaving a year before you expect them to. Those guys are now... Uh, allowed to kind of grow at their own rate and players will just get better. And, and the cycle will hopefully build on itself year over year over year. And the college basketball product just gets a lot better. College basketball fans are a winner. Yep. Yeah. I'm just going to hop on that too. And what was Nigel pack is a name that jumps out to me as just a monster NIL deal. Wasn't it like. It was a $400,000 deal over two years. So it's like a, it's like a two year, $800,000 deal basically. That's just ridiculous. And, like, you know, he's a good player, but is he just a marketable athlete? Like, I, I don't think of him – like, when I think of, like, oh, this player in college basketball is going to get be, like, the one that gets a big deal. I don't think of him off the top of my head. No, I think – I mean, I think the Miami guy, that John Ruiz, I think is the is the, is the the character, right, who's doling out all the money down there in Miami. Um, my guess is he's just, like he, – I mean, he's super-duper rich, like, filthy rich. Um, Miami has had – off and on good basketball teams. And, and my guess is this Ruiz guy is like, uh, it, I hesitate to say he's like you and me. He's probably like a normal person. Oh, he, he lifts a lot of weight. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a stud. Uh, ladies, man. No, yeah. I, I, my guess is like, he is probably just like a normal college basketball Rube in that. Like he's going to go to the athletic and check out their transfer portal rankings. And he sees Nigel pack at the, near the top of that thing. And he's like, Hey, this mm. one, let's, let's buy this guy. Okay. You know, because my, I wonder I mean, I'm sure if you pump John Ruiz full of truth serum and you ask him in February, have you ever heard of Nigel Pack? He'd be like, are you sure that's not Nihel Pack? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's probably what it is. I mean, Nigel Pack, I mean, nice player. He averaged, what, 17 a game for a Kansas State team that was like, meh. So, I mean, I don't know. That one, and that one was really the one that, that got all the news 
going because it's so hard because I mean, that's part of what, what's been such a weird part about this off season that I hate trying to figure out and talk about is like, it's, it's, it's not NIL. It, it's pay for play. Yeah. Cause who was the player who basically said like, it might've, was it another Miami guy who basically said like, give me more money or, or I'm transferring that sort of thing. Yeah, that was Isaiah Wong, who's yeah, Miami's was, top he, returning he guy. Stay. He's he like, stay. hey, I feel like I deserve more money now that Nigel Pack got this. I want that. Yeah. But, like, that's where there's a bad side to all this NIL stuff because I don't, I don't want to get too, too in-depth on it. But, you know, how do I say this? It's getting to a point where soon I think these guys are going to have agents. Do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think they kind of already they they kind of already do. Because is, is that allowed or is that just under the table? They have agents. Well, I think I think the agents are now over the table. But I'm I'm not. There's like okay. a different level of like I'm not an agent. I don't know enough about agents, but like it's not not all agents are like I'm going to sign an agent that'll get me into the NBA draft. Like I think there's there's college sanctioned or certified agents where like these guys can hire an agent. Like it used to always be when guys would enter the draft, if they were hiring an agent, that meant that like it's out. They, they it's couldn't over. come back. Right. But well, that changed a couple years ago where they, they can hire a certain agent that's, he's got a certain certification or whatever, where they could still come back. My guess is those guys are now, are now back in. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years, like schools are probably hiring a school certified or a school sanctioned agent that'll just start handling all this stuff for guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Could be because, especially for football, Duke, when you Duke had hired some Duke had Duke had hired some new position like director of basketball operations or something like that, and it makes it sound like her as a female. It makes it sound like her job is to basically line up to get these guys in a creative way, get guys to Duke with in a creative way, essentially. Yep. Um, yeah, and I, I think that'll become a normal for schools that at least have guys that are consistently striking NIL type of deals. Like there are, there are programs across the country that just don't have like the resources in place to have a lot of NIL opportunities. Like the university of Minnesota does not have a big NIL contingent. I think that's something that like they're behind the game. They'll never be able to compete with, with Miami, you know, Mm -hmm. or North Carolina or Duke or players like that who can get, who have boosters who are billionaires who will just toss out money and stuff like that. But I think schools now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to have to truly be like you you you're going to have to keep up because this is just going to be the way it is. And um, I don't know though. I mean, we talk about Nigel Packett and a huge deal, and they signed another another kid in the transfer portal. Yet I don't know. Is Miami going to be like like how they're, much? They're actually one of my winners on my list. I or no, I don't have a list. They're actually one of the winners I have shooting from the hip. Um, okay, you can imagine them being a winner just off the top of your head now. Yeah, exactly. Cause, okay. uh, we'll get to I that look, later then. As I look at my other monitor screen. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so should I, I, I got a big winner here, Biggs. Good, good, you, good. you ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. <clears throat> my winner is the 2021-2022 Duke Blue Devils. Um, they've had a lot of turmoil over the past few months. Um, specifically, uh, John Shire's predecessor um, decided to hang it up. So they have a new coach coming in named John Shire. Mr. K. I, I don't know who you're talking about. But, <laughs> um, you know, the draft was just Thursday night big, so I'm not sure, where, sure if you're aware of that. But Duke had the number one overall draft pick in Paolo Banchero. 
And in addition to that, three other first rounders and a second rounder. So it's clear that last year, should we just hang, hang the banner for them? We probably should since it's a direct uh, – there's a direct correlation between NBA draft picks and college right. success. That's yeah. all we care about. Yeah. So, yeah, my big winner is Duke because, you know, they lose all these guys, but, like, <laughs> these fans, they can point to Palo in – what did he get drafted to? Who's number one pick again? Not the Magic. Mad- or Was it the Magic? Yeah. I thought Magic got checked for some reason. My mind's just okay. – Did you watch the draft? Not a second of it. Actually, once my uh, – Significant other went to bed at like nine forty-five. I turned it on then for a little bit. Okay, that, you, at that you point, didn't, it's already you didn't miss much. No, it felt like I, it was a dick measuring contest of who could have the most ridiculous looking suit, and I don't understand it. Why is the NBA like this? Are they because in football, wide receivers are sort of cast off as being sort of prima donnas and all about me? Who's worse, wide receivers on football or basketball players getting drafted? Oh, I mean, it, it, that's been a long kind of that's been a long uh, thought out generalization. Is like wide receivers are like the most like NBA players. Yeah, they're Which very they're, like the wide receivers the most are very NBA. You think wide receivers are the most athletic, or would you give that to like corners? That 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 position that that, yeah. that position group, those perimeter guys, probably. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I would say tight ends, defensive ends. Okay, you know, centers, fullbacks. Uh, the guy on the front end of the kickoff return team, like right in the middle, <laughs> willing to just willing to lay down his life. The punt protector to, to recover to recover an onside kick. Oh no no the the most athletic in football, the hold the coach back guy. Ooh, yeah. the strength the strength coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> medium shirt. Oh uh, shoot, you got a loser or? Yeah, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak on Duke again here. What do you uh, what do you think of the Jacob Grandison transfer? Is he going to help them out? Is he going to be a good fit for them? Uh, I mean, the answer to both those are yes. The, the first question that you asked, what do I think about it? I, not much. I mean, I don't know. Like he's, it's better than not having Jacob Grandison. I, whatever I thought of Duke before they got Jacob Grandison, which is pretty highly. I mean, I assume mm-hmm. they're going to be really good next year with the with the recruiting class they've got coming in. Uh, it's it's silly loaded. Um, maybe they'll have five more uh, top forty draft picks, and they can lose North Carolina in the two biggest games of the season. Probably. That rivalry's over though, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I saw that news and I was like, okay, uh, whatever. I mean, he's a he's like an okay piece. He started the year with Illinois, um, really good. He was averaging like twelve points a game, and I feel like the the longer into the season, like he he kind of fell out of the rotation. So. I'm not really sure if that was because of like, if it was because of effectiveness, if it was Illinois, you know, started playing. Like I know that, that big guy, that Hawkins for them started playing a lot. I don't know if it was because of Grandison just getting worse or if he had like an injury or what, but um, you know, he's a good size wing. He can shoot a little bit. And that's the type of piece that a team with, with a bunch of kind of freshmen who are going to want the ball. Uh, you kind of need that, right? You want you want guys who like basically don't care, and they're like, "Here, go ahead, go showcase your talent," because I'll just stand it's in like, the corner. Yeah, it's like, oh, I caught it in the corner and I'm open. Oh, I guess I'll can shoot. I, now. Can I shoot? Can I shoot it? Yeah, Shire's like, and they'll no. be like, "No, pass it to me so that I can shoot it." And he'll be like, <laughs> oh, they're not even asking Shire this time. They're asking the freshman. He's asking the freshman. Yeah, he's asking Kyle Flipkowski. 
Gotcha. Did I shoot it, Mr. Flipkowski? Is it Flipkowski or is it Philipkowski? Oh, I don't know. Sure. I think it, there's an eye in there. Yeah. Oh, is there? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's one of those silent eyes. Yeah. And like the fresh one, I'm going to get so lost because they have a Derek, Derek Lively with, but C. Kathian. And they have Derek also, Derek White, Derek Whitehead. So my mind's just going to be a cluster when I watch them. Um, Why do they which do I, this to us? I, I have a good way to get out of that, though. Okay. I, I just won't watch them. Good luck with that. They're going to be on TV probably every other night. So, yeah. Give me St. Bonaventure versus VCU over Duke versus anyone. Boy, St. Bonaventure, that could be a uh, that could be a potential loser for you. Um, I, I have another winner though. I'm gonna, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm in a heavy positive. Are, are we? Should we have a positive episode and no losers and like save the losers for next episode? Oh, I got plenty of losers. Uh, oh, don't okay. get me wrong. I, I've just got another winner since we're kind of on this little stream of consciousness. I'm just gonna keep it going um, so that I don't have to come back to it, and then we can finally put this to bed. My last winner, my not my last winner, but my next winner. College basketball fans. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are they also a loser? Probably at some point. Okay. <laughs> but here's why. Continuing along with this Duke notion, the, the coach that you can remember, Mr. K, is retired. Which means now that we won't get like spoon-fed, shovel-fed Coach K bullshit. You really think so? Long. Did you see that John Shire's predecessor has said he's not going to any Duke games? I did. Yeah. Um, I don't believe him. He will be probably all over the maybe maybe he won't go to games, but he'll he'll find a way into the news. I'm sure we won't be able to escape him completely. But do you think he does the Bobby Valentine with the Mets where he gets ejected and then he shows up with like the the weird face thing on and he's like sitting back in the stands? <laughs> I. Feel like he's not that creative. I think he's okay. kind of an idiot inside. Like, I think he's just kind of like whatever. But this is good for college basketball fans that we don't have to deal with Coach K anymore. I do think there's a pot like a guy like that can serve a purpose and that he gives us a rallying villain, which we now will have to fight. Like there's new space like for a rallying kind of big bad villain to root against. So don't get me wrong, I'm not naive to this idea that like it's good to have a, a character to root against. But God, it's nice that it's not him anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think Duke returns to just being like a normal. I don't know. Maybe John Shire will just step into that and become even more. I was like, just say who's who's our next coach we hate or figurehead that we hate. Maybe Shire will just grow into that obnoxious. Like he'll just continue to perpetuate this Duke. What what I don't like about Duke is, and, and I think Coach K was the one who kind of infected the program with it. Was it just feels like it is the we don't care about college. We just care about the NBA. We're all about us. Um, it, or not all about us. It's all about me. I am here to just get my draft stock. I am. It, it, it's very NBA at the college level. It's very, look at me. It's obnoxious. And and maybe Shire will just continue to, to push that forward. If not, they just grow. They're just a good basketball team. Duke's not as hateable. I mean, they're hateable in terms of you, you, you get annoyed by excellence. Right. But I, I it's all the other stuff for me that, that bugged me about Duke. And so if coach K is not here, Maybe that goes away, and they just become a good team that's sort of like, man, I hope we can beat them. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not some of the bullshit charade off the court stuff. I I think that's good for college basketball fans that we're after last year with everything Coach K. It's kind of nice that he's just now Mister K. Okay, special K. Gotcha. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up here. I have a loser. Yes. <clears throat> My loser is the uh, the state of Michigan. 
that was a big gulp you had there. Um, you know, they had each team last year had like a big freshman, you know, coming like a highly rated freshman, Max Christie for Michigan State and Caleb Houston for Michigan. And although they didn't play terrible, they they weren't like the they weren't what we expect them to be. And so you know, I'm sitting here all off season thinking he might be sort of like a Caleb Love guy who. You know, wants to come back for that, you know, second season just to improve draft stock, you know, be a breakout candidate. But they both decide to leave. And for Michigan, you know, you know, they do have Hunter Dickinson come back, but they lose, you know, they lose Eli Brooks, Devontae Jones, Caleb Houston. They lose four guys who average above nine points per game for them. Now, I don't think they're gonna like fall off and go from like being the, you know, third or fourth best team in the Big Ten to all of a sudden the tenth or the eleventh. But it is sort of worth keeping an eye on, I think. And for Michigan State, you know, I think they needed Max Christie back because, like, they already had Gay Brown back. They are Gay Brown gone. They already had Bingham Jr. gone. And I just don't see much. Like, the best recruit coming in is number 40 in the country. Um, so I think the state of Michigan is going to be down next year. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really big kind of what could have been for both those programs. I mean, if Michigan, you expected – to get Houston and Diabate both back. And they added, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember who they added. They added Jed Howard, who's going to be a, a pretty yep. good freshman, I think. They, I thought they added somebody in the portal, too. Uh, uh, Jalen Lewin. Yeah, Lewin, the, the kid from Princeton. Is actually, there's too many L's in that name for it to just Whatever. be Whatever, I'm just going to say Lewin and, and assume that I'm right. He also boosts, oh, whoa. Speak. <laughs> We've done this before, Biggs. Michigan's getting a guy who is, a former top 50 guy who, uh, you know, made some mistakes in the past, um, committed to a terrible school, um, a school who had uh, the predecessor of John Shire, who only cared about what your ranking was and how much, how marketable you were to even play you. And that is Joey Baker. So congrats to Joey Baker on finally getting out of, you know, that terrible situation and just make a prediction. Big 10 player of the year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. Great, great move for him. Showing some character. It, it's about time that uh, he says, you know what? I made a mistake. Uh, I, I made a colossal mistake. Um, I deserve one shot at happiness. And he's taking that chance. I don't know if Michigan's the place, but hey, uh, that team could have been that team could have been really good if you would have gotten those guys back. I, I'm like you. I think they'll be OK still just because I don't know. When was the last time I, Michigan was really bad? It's just right. hard to imagine it until they're really bad again. They're, they're almost like Wisconsin and Iowa and. Every other school in the Big Ten. Is it just because of the Big Ten media machine that we think they're good during the year? That could be. That could uh, they be. have been good. I mean, they, they got to the Sweet 16 last year. They got to the Elite Eight the year before that. I think the I think the pandemic year, they were ranked as high as like fifth in the country. Um, you know, so they've had, a, they've had a good run with Juwan Howard here. So I, I expect them to be okay. But it does feel like it's like, man, that could have been probably like a top five to ten team if you'd have gotten those guys back. Uh, Michigan State. I feel like it's kind of the same thing they had last year where if if Christie comes back, like he represents an opportunity to have kind of that piece that is better than just kind of like a good player, right? Like he could have, if he was, in theory, he's going to take that, that big jump and become kind of the man. And they've got like a roster stock full of like just solid role players. You know what I mean? With both those point guards coming back, like that A.J. Hoggard and Tyson Walker mm-hmm. and – um and Jordan Akins, like they, they had, I think, a squad of guys that could be good pieces. I think Joey Hauser's back, but 
with Christie not back in the fold, I think they're just kind of a bunch of, I don't know, a bunch of... Okay, guys. Yeah, it's kind of Florida State-y, except they're not anywhere near as good. You know what I mean? Like, they've just got a bunch of guys that are the same. So, that's kind of a bummer. You're right. Michigan, uh, the state of Michigan really, really taking some L's. Yeah. As a, is there a rivalry between the states of Minnesota and Michigan? Like, are you, are you reveling in this? No, not really. I mean, we have, we have, uh, we have, um, Lake Superior, you know, they have Lake Michigan. We're all just kind of like, Hey, we have our Lake. We're cool. So you're superior to them. Yeah, of course. But we're not going to say what, I mean, I'm now a South Dakotan, so I don't have a dog in this fight. Um, I think Minnesotans though. Yeah. Probably do think that, but they kind of do the high and mighty, like fake humbleness, like, Oh, but we're like nice, you know? Oh, you betcha. You know, don't you know? (laughs) Oh, for cute. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's just stick on the big 10 here for a bit. Cause I have a couple other winners. Um, Wisconsin and Iowa. Um, not because I know any of the guys who are going to come back, and I think they're going to be really good, but they're going to be really good after. Like, I just feel so weird after last year, and me just writing them off, and then they're both like really good teams. So I'm always going to say they're winners. They're always going to be winners. They're always going to be top four or five in the Big Ten. So those two are also winners. Okay, just because they're probably going to be good. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they probably will be. You're right. I mean, they both lost. Uh, they both lost. You know, high level kind of player of the year caliber guys, and Keegan Murray and, and Johnny Davis. But ooh, conspiracy theory here. Both teams have a twin brother returning. So, like you, all, like with those two teams, you're always looking for that guy who's going to take that big leap because both those guys took a big leap last year. Mm-hmm. What if it's Johnny Davis and Keegan Murray, but in other Jersey numbers taking the big leap. Well, we we debunked this already. Remember, there's no way Chris and Keegan Murray are twins. One's <laughs> left-handed. Uh, maybe, not... maybe, maybe they're amphibious. I know that's not it. Or maybe Chris Murray actually is right-handed, and that's why he's not as good. Like he shot with his left hand all year because he's like, I need to separate myself from Keegan. But now this year, like, he, oh, he can go back off. to the right hand. Yeah, I'm going back to the right yeah. hand. <laughs> Oh, he's just gonna un- unleash Chris Murray. Uh yeah. You know, the, I, I don't team know. does I, have I some guys. Good. I don't know who they have. I, I haven't done yeah. a digging on on Iowa. Game. They've got Patrick McCaffrey, Chris Murray. One name I saw, and I always saw this because someone else tweeted it was Peyton Sanfort. Um, someone who aver- is some stat where it's like in games he had this many minutes, he averaged like eleven or twelve points per game. Okay, so he's maybe a breakout kid. Um, yeah, he could be one. Which Sanford? It's almost like. Did you ever see a? There's a commercial around the NBA draft a few years ago where it's Deion Sanders and he gets an itch to play football again, so he creates a fake name and he's Leon Sandcastle and then he gets selected number one overall. I do. I rem- I feel like I remember the Sandcastle okay. <laughs> name being thrown around. Okay. Uh, Sanford is that guy. Yes. So maybe he just becomes uh, Peyton Sandcastle. You never know. Maybe. And then Wisconsin, um, they actually have got some guys coming back. Uh, Tyler Wall, Stephen Crowell, Chucky Hepburn. Um, he was just freshman last year, so he's a breakout candidate, I would say. Um, and then Jordan Davis. I mean, he's basically he's the same person as Johnny Davis, so expect a breakout out of him. Yeah, absolutely. That makes that makes too much sense not to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, like your it. turn. Winner, loser. All right, Medium. I've got a loser for you. Um, it is the. It is the like Memphis Tigers 
facade as an NBA factory. Okay. Remember a few years ago when the Chicago Bulls had a younger roster than Wisconsin? Speaking of Wisconsin, that was a fun deal, right? Yes. Well, time is a flat circle. One day ago, BetMGM. This is a this is a website with a blue check mark. BetMGM. That is a betting uh, website. Never heard of them. Really? Is that the name of that hotel in Vegas? I think so. Yeah, it's like a and it's like a it's like a if you want to play sports gambling, uh, MGM is a great one. BetMGM. It's one of the it's one of the apps. If you uh, if you live in we, we we can't say this though. We're we live in non gambling states, so I am pretty close to Iowa, so. You know, I could probably finagle a cell tower here to make it seem like I'm in Iowa. If I just if I run knew. a line from the nearest cell tower in Iowa to your house. Yep. I yep. assume that's how it works. Here it is. This is the tweet from BetMGM one day ago. The University of Memphis men's basketball roster average age. Semicolon. No, it's a regular colon. The semicolon is the dot and then the little comma, right? Yes, regular colon is the two dots. Come on. Okay, this one is you're a, an this English one, teacher. This one is a regular colon then. Okay. 23. That's old. Oklahoma City Thunder roster average age. Regular colon. 23. That's the same. That's just like the same number. Yep. Yeah. They're and you old. know that Oklahoma City Thunder roster, if you think about it, they're probably going to be trading away some of their vets. Like they've got they've got old guys, right? And that's a team that like tries to lose. Because they're all in on, I don't know if you've heard about the, the kid next year that's going to be drafted number one in the NBA draft is like, he's a, he's a French kid. He's like 18 years e- Elani old. Ivani Bates? No, he's, he doesn't uh, play college hoops. He's a, he's an 18 uh, year old kid from France who's seven foot three. And he's like, yeah, no. it's like Wembayana. Is that the name? Yeah. Victor yeah. Wembenyama. Yeah. And so they're, they're going to be like tanking hard to get as many picks as possible to get this kid. So, you know, anybody over the age of 23 is probably cut from that team. So Memphis. <laughs> Uh, remember when Memphis was a uh, fancying themselves a one and done factory? We are an NBA powerhouse. This is what we're going to do. We are going to grow NBA players. Memphis has now leaned all the way back out of that, and they're like, "Let's do the college basketball program building thing." They picked yep. up Kendrick Davis yep. in the offseason. That's a really good point guard from SMU. Love Kendrick Davis. Yeah, I I kind of wish he didn't go to Memphis because I don't think Memphis could be very good. Um, but we'll see. But they're going to be old. and he's, got, he's better. Sometimes it's all about having that leader, and he's better than Alex Lomax is at the point guard. Huge. And and I do think – who was the other big guy that they had who was pretty solid? With? DeAndre, DeAndre Williams. DeAndre Williams. Yep, he's back. So I think this man is still in college basketball. Well, there's a COVID year thing, so he's probably God, like this guy can year. buy a car. Or a you, can buy a, you can buy a rent. car when you're like 16, Biggs. You can rent a car. You can't <laughs> do that until you're 25. You can rent I don't, a car. Is that, is that actually true? That's a thing. That's like that's the thing where it's like when they talk about college athletes being really old, they say he can rent a car. I've never heard. Is there is there an age limit on renting a car? You can't rent a car until you're like 25, I'm pretty sure. I gotta look this up. 20. That's what it is, 20? Yeah. And, oh, and it, it sort of varies by states. Okay. Um, but mo- most locations in U.S. and Canada is 20. Some are 18, some are 19. Oh, so it's yeah. really not that impressive, Biggs. I'm sorry. Yeah, that really isn't. I've been I've been going off faulty information then. Yeah, you probably got that information. He was in the car a long time ago. He's back though. He's 25. He's back, so that helps. Is them. he actually 25? He's 25 years old. Jesus. He's gonna be 20. He's gonna be 26 this upcoming year. He turns 25. He turned. He turns. He'll turn 26 in October. Wow. 
That's old. So he will that's spend like, his entire this entire upcoming college basketball season. He'll be the age of twenty six years old. That's like how long people go to school to be a doctor, right? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Well, but no, they it, and they got some other transfers. Too. They got your your boy at Boise State, Emmanuel Acott. I think that was just a few days ago. Yeah, I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. So that's yeah. that's a nice piece. You're right, actually. Memphis. I guess. I think they're gonna be okay. good. I, I really do. Getting him and Kendrick Davis a nice. Uh, they just added somebody else too. I think in the portal. I don't remember who they got, but does um, Penny have a son on the team? There's a Jaden Hardaway. Yeah, he's a he's a son. He's not very okay. good though. Uh, uh, three three points per game. That's like a three every game, and sometimes those are big threes. It's true. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else they had last year that is back. I don't. I think Kenyonis is gone. Uh the Lawson brothers, Dandridge. Oh, I liked that Dandridge big guy who could just kind of throw his weight around. Yep. Whatever, no, but I, the, I think they're the going to be a good team. isn't that Memphis could be okay or could be not very good. I, that's not the point. The point is that I believe the Memphis uh, puffing its chest out as an NBA factory, that notion is dead because they're older than some NBA teams. So is it winner Memphis being old people team or or is it loser Memphis not being a young person team anymore? Yeah, the, they're, the, loser, the loser is the idea that Memphis was going to like – become the new Kentucky or the new Duke and just draw all these five stars and be just an NBA team in college because they're actually older than NBA teams and they're in college. Okay. Let's uh, okay. I'm going to, let's switch it up just for a bit here. We're going to do top five teams as we see it right now, just off top of our top of our head. You want to do a draft? Okay. So let's do, okay. Let's do four and four. Then we get 10. Okay, that works too. That's fine. Um, someone I think is going to be really good this year, Creighton. Creighton, they're a popular one. Yep. Get Baylor Shireman from uh from Sa- I almost said San Diego State, South Dakota State. How do you feel about that? You you lose him. Well, I am a native South Dakotan, um, so I'm restless. You know, the natives are restless. They 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 don't love it. I think okay. they understand it. You know, we're, we're pretty cultured here in South Dakota, but uh. Yeah, it's interesting. I've I've actually seen a lot of like, I've seen a lot of group think loving Creighton, right? Like John Rostein had Creighton. He was ready to put Creighton like all the way to the moon. He had him at like, I don't know, top three. Um, but the three man weave guys who who I who I really like and respect, they're they seem to be the best ones at fighting off this group think for better or worse. They and they're really good with like, and I'm not calling them a mid major, but like you're not marketable teams, like, like not widely marketable teams. Like these ones that are a little under the radar, they're really good with them. They excel with like the deep cut stuff. Yeah. Like they're right, really yeah. good at, at some of those teams that aren't Duke in North yeah. Carolina and, and right. Kansas and whatever. So um, they're not as high. I mean, they, they've got them like in like the top 15. So I don't know. I, I do like Creighton. I guess I'm, I'm a little more like, I'm going to give it a little pause, but I like, the, I like them as like a eight to 12 type of team. Um, I will go with uh, UCLA. Okay. Tiger Campbell's Good. back. I know they got a big freshman. I can't, can't think of his name. Good. Well, you got Tiger Good. Campbell, yeah. Jaime Jaquez. Amari Bailey is a top five freshman recruit. Um, Jalen Clark, who had some really good moments last year for them. I like He's kind of a swing guy, like an aggressive kind of wing who plays some defense. So And three a, top three top 50 guys. Three top fifty guys. Uh, they have any big guys? Didn't they have like a big white dude uh, last year who was actually okay? Big white dude last year. Uh, I don't think so. 
I'm gonna look at these other. One of them is a yeah, he's six nine. Adam Bona. Bona. That's yeah, fantastic. Bona. Don't even know. A. <laughs> and Dylan Andrews is over 44. He's a point guard. I think Bailey is Bailey. Oh, he's a shooting guard. Mari Bailey. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like a combo guard. So like he'll, he'll play a lot. Although yeah. I don't know. Cronin doesn't love playing freshman. So, but I, I like that... him. I think, I mean, Hawkes and Hawkes and Campbell is like as good of a, as good of a one, two, as you're going to find, you know, and Campbell, he's going to, he's got to be in the mix for like the Bob Cousy top point guard in the country going into the year. I would assume. Ooh, I have a big loser. Johnny Juzang would have been what top fifteen last year in the draft. Would you say? I don't Do- know. Doesn't get drafted this year. Yeah, that that hurts. Yeah, yeah. Mac Mac Etn, big dude with like a. He's got like a. He's got like a funny looking. He's got like a. He's got like a weird kind of man bun kind of situation going on. Yeah, they're uh, gonna need a big guy with Riley and Miles Johnson gone. Yeah. Yeah, if both those guys are both those guys are gonna be gone, so I mean they're gonna need some they're gonna need a big guy, but like the rest of their roster I really like. So I don't know. And I think Jaime Hawkes, like the way he ended the year last year, like he finally had gotten healthy and like he was like putting up twenty five a game late last season. If if he's healthy and now he doesn't have Johnny Juzang in his way, unleash Jaime Hawkes. Okay. All right, are we doing a snake draft here or are we going back and forth? Ooh, yeah, let's do a snake draft. I kind of like okay, that. Okay, so, so you get another one. Okay, I get another one. Um, I'm going to – I feel like you're kind of doing this too or you're staying away from like the very obvious picks at least for yeah, me. Yeah, well, so eventually we're, we're, we have to get to this. So what's going to happen is we're, we're doing gonna, a little bit of foreplay. We're going to be staying away from the obvious picks and <laughs> we're going to miss one that should have been like number two. <laughs> we're going to run out of teams, <laughs> run out of picks. <laughs> All right, I will take uh, I will take my my obvious one then, um, and I don't think this is good for this program. I actually think this is kind of bad juju, uh, but I think they are going to be ranked number one in the preseason, and that is Gonzaga. Okay, I don't think that's good for them. They need to. St- I think I think Gonzaga, if they have any say in the matter, I think they should be like, please put us at like three or four. They keep getting ranked number one. And I think it just continues to perpetuate all of the negative vibes around Gonzaga. People people that don't like Gonzaga are holding on to that they're choke artists. They don't deserve all of this hype. They don't deserve all this praise because they have not won a national championship yet. They are treated by the media like a team that has won five championships in the last 15 years or something. And they have not. They win a ton. They rack up a ton of wins. They are always one of the best teams in the country. But and, and I know I, I I don't love the idea of holding past teams uh, like failures against a current like a current program because the current crop of Gonzaga guys oh they kind of did have the hand in last year's loss like the Sweet Sixteen kind of choke job but every team is different I still don't think you want to be ranked that high if you're Gonzaga but I do think they will be because everything that possibly could have gone right for them this offseason did Drew Timmy's back Julian Strother's back. I didn't even realize uh, who's the who's the other the shooting guard kid from Iowa State who transferred uh, Bolton. Oh, right? Bolton. Where's your Bolton? Bolton. I didn't even realize he wasn't planning on coming back. He's back. Yep. So you bring back four starters. You add Efton Reed in the transfer portal, and then the guard that they got, Malachi Smith from from Chattanooga, is back. So you add like two, 
you add a, a you know a top ten rec- uh, transfer portal recruit Malachi Smith who gives you a little juice as a as a guard. You had Efton Reed, um, and Anton Watson's back. So I just think they're they're actually. I mean, if you think about you start adding up the pieces, it's like holy crap, Gonzaga's loaded. I mean, they they're going to be very very good. So yeah, yeah I, I, I like it. I just wish they weren't ranked number one because yeah, I think they will be. And if you just start to compile a projected lineup here. You got, you have Timmy at the center, Anton Watson, who's probably at the four. You just sort sort of your do it all. Um, I love it. Yeah, tough minutes, bang down low. Uh, you have Julian Strother probably at the three. Breakout guy, probably. Do they do they just start Nolan Hickman? Is he really their only true point guard? Uh, and, yeah, probably him or Malachi Smith. Well, yeah, I mean, is yeah, Malachi probably. a point guard or is he a two? I don't know. I, I, Gonzaga's yeah. so weird. Like, I feel like I feel like they'll just play their best guys, and like their offense is just so. Right. I think it's Malachi. Smith. I think it'll be Malachi Smith and Bolton probably. But yeah. then, even with that, you have two guys. Like when I look for like breakout guys, I look for highly rated freshmen from a year ago who just didn't quite live up to it, and they've got two of them with Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas. Now a third one too with Efton Reed, who started yep. all year at LSU, and those guys will probably come off the bench. And so that that's good. But that's the only day. thing is you might run into something like you did sort of with Memphis a year ago where you're trying to get minutes for a lot of different guys. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. It's a little scary is you're trying to get minutes for a lot of different guys who, especially those two guards that you're talking about coming off the bench, like those two guys were were high four stars and five star type dudes. Probably like, hey, I, I actually kind of wasn't, this wasn't really in the plan being in college all this long. So. Right. I don't know. That hasn't really been an issue at Gonzaga. It feels like they just they just churn through dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna be awesome. It'll be yep. awesome, but I don't Perfect. think they want to be ranked number one. No, I'm kind of fired up when they come here, though. We're gonna go to that game, we, right? Oh, We're gonna go. We are. We have to. Okay. I told my dad about it too. I think he's in. He'd like to go because he's gonna be living here. So okay, I might we'll have some parental. I might see if I have an additional friend who wants to go to that. You you know cool. who he is. So. If you're okay with him crashing, I don't know if you, you probably don't like him as much. I hope he's listening to this. Just just trash him. Wow. Initial CM. Yeah, no, that that be that be amazing. I was gonna see if he'd want to come with too. We should turn yeah turn it into like a turn it into like a like a like a dude thing here. Ooh, my favorite. dude crew. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go to my next one. This will be my second one. Um, and that is sort like this is a team that. I like to root for just because they seem to be so consistent, you know, and like they don't have like these flashy guys. They don't have the top 10 guys. They just see they get the guys in the program. They coach them up for a couple years and then they have teams who they can withstand injuries because like it's always the next man up. And this is a team that did well without like their two best players a year ago and still made elite eight. They weren't final four, were they? Elite eight. I, I, I'm asking that, and you don't even know what the team is yet. It's Houston. I know the team. Because they lost – was it Villanova they lost to? Yeah. Yeah. But Marcus Sasser is a guy who got injured in December-ish. I think Tremont Mark was the same. They were both, they were both injured very quickly. But guys like Jamal Shedd, um, other guys uh, really stepped up. They do lose some guys with Kyler Edwards, Fabian White, Josh Carlton. But they have a good sort of just nucleus returning. They get – and this is sort of out of, out of character for them, Biggs. They get a top 10 recruit coming in. Yeah. Five-star Harris Walker. IMG Jarris Walker. Yeah. So this is a team I'm looking out for. I think, you know, we're doing sort of a top 10 here. I think they'll be top five, if not top three, when, like, the preseason rankings come out. 
I love that pick. Yeah, and, and you know where the Final Four is this upcoming year? Uh, Minneapolis. Houston. Oh, is it? Okay, shit. They, they could, so, much like the Bucks did. Was it the Bucks who played the Super Bowl at home? Yeah, they did do yeah. that. They could be playing the Final Four at home. Too bad the Gophers be, didn't take advantage of that a few years ago. That would be, that'd be intriguing. Yeah, I, I love that pick. I think Houston's going to be – they're going to be awesome. I didn't know Kyler Edwards was gone. I thought he was maybe coming back. But that's that's still going to be a, a stacked-up roster with with the – who's the point guard that they had who was, who was just awesome for them last year? I forget his name. Um, I just went off of their team name. Gosh, I don't remember. But, but yeah, Sasser coming back. I mean, Sasser was putting together – that's not just like a – that wasn't just like a big loss. I mean, Marcus Sasser was averaging like 20 a game. Like he was yep. He was like an All-American – he might be one of the best guards in the entire country that's back. Yeah. Like, he's he's fantastic. Which, when you take your team's normal production and then you eliminate 18, you're 17 and a half, 18 points from that, that's, you have to make up those points elsewhere. And that's not easy. That's 18 points to make else, make up elsewhere. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a ton. So, yeah. I mean, and if, and if Jarris Walker, a five-star, you know, big guy comes in and, like, he can – I'm going to be intrigued by that because you always think Houston big guys are like, they're like the, the, just like they encompass like that grit and grind mentality where we're just going to like, we're just going to obliterate you on the offensive glass. We're not going to do it with, with a lot of talent, not talent, with a lot of skill. I'm curious if a five-star big guy is going to like buy into that. I, I always tend to like revert back to like, if you're going to Houston, you kind of know what you're signing up for. So if that dude wants to grind and he's got five-star talent, like, Whoa, look out. Uh, Tremont Mark was kind of having a breakout year last year. So if, if if that group can kind of stay healthy, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. Houston's going to be – you know they're just going to absolutely pile up wins. The American is not very good. I don't think the American will be particularly strong this upcoming year. It'll probably just be Houston, Memphis, and then, you know, friends. Maybe Cincinnati takes a jump or something. But they're going to they're gonna rack up a ton of wins in that league. I think they – I mean, I've, I think I, I feel like I've seen them as high as like two or three. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm just going to get this one all the way before we forget them. Um, I'll try and keep my commentary to a minimum here. That is the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Last year's national runner-up, this year's Gonzaga, or not Gonzaga, UCLA, maybe? We'll see. But, you know, they had a wild year last year. Um, you know, all the college basketball pundits, especially Goodman, were trying to say they're not a tournament team. He was wrong. I hate him. But they return a National Player of the Year candidate in Baycott. They return two guards who sort of uh, came on more towards the end of the year in Caleb Love and Arthur Davis, which if Caleb Love can get it together and just be more consistent and not, you know, 15 of 18 one game and then 3 of 18 the next game, you know, watch out for him. Um, Leaky Black, they're do-it-all defensive guy. They get Puff Johnson and Styles who project to come off the bench. Then their big get is Pete Nance from Northwestern, who will probably fill that Brady Manic role um, from this past year. And so, no, I'm just excited about this team, Biggs. Um, obviously, I'm a fan, so my my opinion is biased a little bit. But I think this could be a good team. I don't think they're going to have, like, you know, UCLA drop to, like, what is it, four seed for the tournament? I don't think they're going to drop as far as they did from, like, you know, season expectations. But watch out for this team. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be they're going to be awesome. They're going to go into the season probably ranked number one, which I don't know if they're the best team in the country. I don't think they're that good. 
And like, like that's where you that's where it's dangerous to fall into that trap of oh this team played a national title game and they're up by thirteen at half and let's put them number one. Yeah, they also blew a twenty-seven point second half lead and almost lost to Baylor in the second round. So yeah. that's and that's and that was the same. It was the same rhetoric that we had about UCLA. Is what if the thing that they just did in the tournament they didn't do? Well, yeah. then obviously we'd feel different. But they did that stuff. So, yeah. and I do think I mean it's it isn't a one to one comparison because I mean we we heard it ad nauseum over the second half of the year going into the tournament was that North Carolina wasn't just a get hot now and at the right time type of team that they were very good kind of the second half of last year they had just an absolutely horrendous first half of the year where they're getting blown out by teams left and right Um, but then like the calendar flipped kind of into February and like they were operating as like a top five to top 10 team basically from February until April so you have like a two-month sample of them being Mm -hmm. really good some sort of light came on um It'll be interesting to see if that light stays on because the the issue that we had all year with them when they weren't doing well is it, it's not about talent. The team's got plenty of talent. Yep. They've got the pieces. Like when you watch them play at a high level, you see the pieces fit really, really well. Two athletic guards. You've got a, a do-it-all wing who doesn't really need the ball in his hands and just kind of impacts winning without, without really shooting. You've got a big guy who is among the top probably five to ten bigs in the entire country. The pieces are there, and now they've, and now I think they've kind of done a really nice job supplementing that. Hopefully, with a little bit of depth. That was an issue last year. Is they essentially go, they went iron five a lot of the time, right? Yep. Um, hopefully, Puff Johnson can take a step. He was a four star, you know, high level recruit, and he showed some flashes. Outside of the time where he puked on the floor in the national title game, he played very well. Yeah, not a great moment. Um, no, but you've added Seth Trimble as well, a kid who is a pretty highly rated recruit who. You know, it doesn't have to be like he doesn't have to be Caleb Love when Caleb Love was a freshman. Like he doesn't have to start or play big minutes. He can he can just kind of be a change of pace guy. You know, if he can give you something, I think he's having a nice little run. I think he's playing on like the U nineteen team. Uh, you know, where they they do like that shit. Like I think he's he's got a lot of people that like him. He's got a lot of fans. So, um, you know, it gives you another uh, backup guard who can kind of play. I think getting Nance is a really really big get because. I, he'll probably start. I don't. He's not manic. Like he's not anywhere near. What I've kind of heard is like it's not going to be like it's not going to be um quite plugging him in for manic because manic plays a different style. Where what what did I hear? Nance is more of a center from what I've heard than a four guy. Yeah, I think Nance is like he's like a four and a half. You know, like he can play four, but I but what I really like is that they didn't really have a guy that should Baycott go down. Let's say Baycott gets hurt with an ankle injury, like he did at the end of the year. Yeah, because like the, the floor, the the, especially if the floor buckles, like yeah, this, this stuff mean, if, happens. If that kind of thing were to happen in the middle of the year, well, you're you're kind of rolling without a paddle here for a while without a big guy. Yep, they do have a freshman big coming in in Jalen Washington, but you know who? His who knees. Knows? Are, I, his I, knees I, yeah, I think good. he was injured all last year, so who knows yeah. how long? I would keep for him I'm the expectation on him to like no. a nothing. So I think they should have better depth. I'm I'm gonna be really intrigued. Just be I'm kind of obsessed with like the psyche of this team and like the the, the mindset and personalities of these dudes. Um, they have expectations. Will they play with? Will they play? Assuming things are just gonna happen without kind of putting in the work. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of a thing that you have to probably account for with college kids. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It does seem like that team got really close toward the end of the year. Like the, what the, late in the season, it looked like they were really like the chemistry was right. Um, yep. and, and we'll see what we'll see with Hubert in year two. Now, like it's easy to coach a team that 
that has kind of like, oh, we're the kind of upstart, we'll see what happens kind of expectations. Well, now you're ranked in the top three. You know, you're supposed to win the ACC. You're supposed yep. to get back to probably another Final Four. Those expectations can probably crush some teams. So yep. we'll see. But I, I'm really excited. I do think they're going to be. I think they're going to be really good. Okay. All right, who are your next two? I've forgotten completely who we've all drafted. I got UCLA and Gonzaga. You took who? Carolina, Creighton, Houston, Houston. So we've got five. And... We're we're halfway through. Okay, so you've taken three, and I've taken two. Yes. Okay. Um, my next pick, I will take. Hmm. I'll take Kansas, the reigning national they, champion. They, there's kind of an obvious one out there, but I'm not sure how good they're going to be because they did lose a lot. But at the same time, they're kind of like Wisconsin and Iowa and that you just assume they're always going to be great. Kansas? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I do think they actually have a decent amount coming back. They've got Dewan Harris coming back, the point guard who started for them. Uh, Jalen Wilson. Who was who was pretty good? I think he's he's one of the guys that is back after putting his name into the draft. He's he's coming back. Uh, I would expect a big breakout year from him. He was a guy that last year was kind of up and down, but at his good moments, like he's he's a stud. Getting Kevin McCullough in the transfer portal is a really big get. I'm a big fan of him uh, from Texas Tech. Uh, that's conference on conference crime. I don't love that, but I do really like Kevin McCullough. We have to stick player. together, conferences. Yeah, that's true too. Great call. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I love Kevin McCullough coming back. And then they've got, they've got some young guys kind of in the wings, like Grady Dick, I think is a freshman who's coming in. Like he's, he's one of the top rated guards. Uh, I think he's like, a and is he like two. six, nine? He's a tall guard. Oh, is he really that big? I think he is. I, I didn't know he was that, that big. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's kind of a swing guy though, who will come in and, and, and maybe give you some punch. Um, okay, six seven, six seven, six seven. Right, that's that's good size too. Though. I mean, that's really big for a, a wing. Um, and then I'm really intrigued with a, a guy that I think is going to break out for them. A big guy is named Zach Clements. He's he played a little bit last year as a freshman, kind of coming off the bench. Um, he's a kid that can he can shoot, he can pass. He's really skilled. I, I, they don't have Kansas over the last handful of years has always had like a, it's been like. Big strong ox type of center after like after another right they had they had Azabuki uh, they had uh, uh, McCormick they've had big strong big guys I don't think Clemens isn't cut like that he's more of a rangy kind of stretch five I think he's going to be a breakout guy for them though and, and so I, I love Kansas and then Yasufu your guy Yasufu yep. you know, could be a could be a piece as well so. And also, it's just one of those, like, you're just kind of betting on Kansas. As long as they're eligible to make the tournament, I'm pretty sure they're going to be awesome. Okay. All right. Who's the next one? Uh, my next pick, I will just continue on the blue blood path here, and I will take Kentucky. Um, this is kind of a this is kind of a big year for, for Calipari. Why is that? Well, I mean, think about Kentucky – has been passed up by Duke in like this let's win all the five-star game. They haven't really gone deep into a tournament in a good long while. They lost in the first round this past year where they were supposed to be a national championship contender. That's something that just doesn't sit right with uh, with Psycho Kentucky fans. They were dog shit the year before that. They weren't particularly good the year before that when COVID took them out. I think they were probably trending towards like a four or five seed. It's been a while since Kentucky was like awesome. You've got Oscar Shibway, the National Player of the Year, back. 
You've got Ty, uh, not Ty Ty Wash, uh, Severe Wheeler, who was a who was a guard last year. He was he was okay, kind of up and down. Like he had he had moments. Um, but like they they've got they've got some they've got nice pieces. I think with with Wheeler and with Shibway, they've got Kaysen Wallace coming in, who is a who's one of the highly rated kind of five star guards. If that dude can be. Like I, I feel like Ty Ty Washington was a little disappointing last year. If Casey Wallace can give you what Ty Ty Washington was supposed to, I think Kentucky's got a chance. They've got some other pieces back too, like CJ Frederick didn't play at all last year for them. Like he's a he's kind of a connecting kind of glue piece. I think that'll fit in nicely. They've got a bunch of role dudes basically around Shibway Wheeler and Casey Wallace. I assume Kentucky will be very strong. Jeez, we're getting to the end of this. I, I have two left here, Biggs. I know. And I'm what? trying – we haven't – there's a specific conference we haven't touched yet, and it's a very good conference from a year ago. They have – or actually, no, you you did just touch them, actually. I take that back. Like, literally just now. Um, and there's two other teams. I'm trying to – I don't want to pick both. I want to pick just one. Which one do I want to pick? Uh, I think you probably know which ones I'm considering. I'm going to go – I'm going to go the freshman. Freshman incoming class route here, and I'm going to pick Arkansas. I like it because they have three top 15 guys, Nick Smith, uh, Jordan Walsh. Jordan Walsh is a swing guy who he's a big dude. Have you seen him? Seen any videos of Jordan Walsh? Mm-mm. He, he's a big dude and like sort of a swing guy and Anthony black. They get, and they have three other top 100 guys. They get the Mitchell brothers from Rhode Island transferring Ricky council from Wichita States, all guys who average right from, you know, 10 to 12 points per game. They have Devontae Davis returning. Um, they do like lose. Him? They do lose quite a bit of talent from a year ago. It's a whole new roster, essentially. Yeah, basically. But I don't know. I just wanted to pick one, and I wanted to get a freshman team in there. Um, there's another obvious one I could have picked, and you probably will pick them here in a bit. But I'm gonna go with Arkansas for. Is that my fourth pick? Yeah, yeah I think so. Who do I want to go? For? You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say screw it and pick the other SEC team, Alabama. They get Javon Quinterly back, Noah Gurley back. They they get uh, Dominic Welch from St. Bonaventure, your Bonnies. Oh, he went to Bama. Okay. Yeah. They have a top – they have number nine, number 19 rated recruits in Brandon Miller and Jaden Bradley. And a couple other right around top 50 guys, number 49 and 53. So I think that's going to be another good roster. Very very Arkansas-y. Like they have a lot of options on players they can pick pick from to you know just build different rotations and different lineups. So I'm going to go – it's going to be SEC-centric here, Biggs. I'm going to go with those two teams. Mark Sears, I remember, was one of the big transfer gets. He was like a really early I, in Oh, the I did season. miss him. I did yeah, miss him. Yeah, kid from Ohio, he, averaged like 20 a game last year. Yeah, he was sort of the second fiddle to that uh, – is it Jason Preston from two years ago? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he took the next step and was was really good for them last year. Um, did you mention that Bidiaco too, the big guy that was a freshman last year? Like, yeah, I, I probably didn't, but yes, he was also coming back. Team last year, and like he, he was, was like highly, rec- he's another sophomore breakout candidate, highly re- recruited guy from a year ago, and so yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued. What, did Quinterly? What happened to Quinterly? Did he tear his ACL? Uh, uh, yeah, April first. Ooh, he might not be back in time. He'll be back in time. I mean, like he'll, so? he got hurt like, like right away in the at the beginning of the tournament. So I was like end of March. I mean, he might be back in like I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in like January. Yeah. Right. So, like, what are we so he's gonna miss like the first couple months then. Yeah. So I'm a little worried about that. But uh, Jaden Bradley is a is a really highly rated 
five-star guard that a lot of people like a ton. Mark Sears is back. So you still got some backcourt, you know, depth there. Or not depth, but but those are some high-end dudes. I feel like they had some other guys too. I don't remember who, but um Yeah, I don't know. Bama was Bama was weird. That was a team that we were just waiting on last year, right? They had some awesome wins and they just had some stupid losses. It was like oh, the whole the guy with the stick saying, Come on, do something. Yeah, do something. What are you doing? And then they they beat Gonzaga, and then they lose to like Missouri. It's just they're weird. So that that's an interesting one. You obviously know the the style of play is is fun to watch, no matter how they're doing. Um, Nate Oates is a fun coach, right? He's he's interesting. He's he's a he's a fun coach just because uh, he he's easy to like. He's also easy to hate. So I, I like the pick. I think it'll be fun. I do not think out of all these picks, I think they're going to be the worst team in terms of the teams we've all we've selected, but I, I, maybe that, maybe that's like a gamble on upside kind of pick. I was trying to think of some other under the radar ones too. I'll let you pick your last one. Though, I'll say some. I kind of like the ones. off the beaten paths p- picks here, like yeah, not the yeah. obvious ones. So I, I, I dig it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think there is an obvious one with my last pick to take and I don't really want to take them. So we're snubbing them. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They get plenty of attention. They'll get plenty of talk all year. They lose all respect once John Shire's predecessor leaves. Oh yeah, yeah, easy. Or is that that is that who you're talking about? Yeah, that's the obvious one. They'll probably rank in the top five. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with an off the beaten path, not off the beaten path necessarily, but but another kind of under the radar type of team. And and there are some seriously good options. Um. Gosh, there's like three or four really good options. I'm going to take Baylor. Okay. The previously I thought reigning two, national But they, they lost a lot. And like, I, they lost a lot. And I feel like their whole roster is guards, which I guess is typical of them. They did lose a lot. Um, they lost to Kinjo. They lost uh, Sohan. You know, those are two Thank big losses. Kendall Brown. Like, people are not going to be injured this season because Sohan's finally gone. <laughs> He's one of those guys. I think he is a classic. If he's on your team, you just cannot get enough. You love the yep. shit out of that dude. And if he's not, if he if he's playing against the team you like, you're like, get this guy all the way out of my face. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. That's that's how I feel about him. Um. But they bring back Flagler, who was who was really solid last year. L.J. Cryer, remember, he was their leading scorer. We made a ton about this all year, like how he was injured and he was their leading scorer. He's back. Um. They bring back or they bring in Keontae George, who is like a top five to ten rated recruit. He's another guard. So right there, you've got like a dynamic kind of group of guards that can that can really do some damage. They added um, oh, they lost Matthew Meyer too. That one's that one's kind of a bummer. But they bring back your guy Double T, mm-hmm. Chama Chachua, T squared. Yep, or yeah, T squared. So if he's back. That's a that's a big that's a big returner. He was a, a really good anchor for their defense last year and, and probably something that, you know, I don't know if we talked about it a ton. Like he got hurt and we're like, oh, that sucks for them. All right, moving on. Like that was a that's a big deal. They also add, I believe it's Jalen Bridges, a, a swing guy maybe from West Virginia, who is like a six seven kind of athletic kind of combo forward type who can who can play a little bit. He was like a twelve and twelve and five type of guy. So I, I think they've got they've got a bunch of pieces back and, and I think they'll be they'll be tough. I want to say they have another I'm trying to remember what their recruiting class looks like, but 
I mean, you you start with your team basically. It's right mostly now, George. It's mostly Keontae. Okay. Well, you just start your team with that. Keontae George, Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, trio of guards. Baylor won a national championship with an incredible trio of guards and uh, a, a defensive front court that just sets picks and plays defense. All those all those ingredients are are in place for this Baylor team. Let's go. Okay. And then we'll just finish off. I have a couple of honorable mentions here. Um, and actually all out of the Big 12. You know, we're going to continue on with them. It's been Big 12-centric the last half of this. Um, but Iowa State, a team that came out of nowhere a year ago, they kind of became a St. Bonaventure port, uh, port, or portal pipeline with uh, Jaron Holmes and Osun Asunye coming in. Uh, Trey King comes in. Um, and they just add those guys to some returning guys. So they're sort of an under-the-radar one. Also, TCU bigs. You know, yeah, TCU, lose... TCU I think is going to be really tough. Yeah, they Mike get Miles. Mike Miles back, Damian Ba. Um, they have four guys who average nine or more. They get that – remember during the tournament time with Eddie Lampkin, and he they're, uh, he's their designated doing the whole too small sign guy. Like That's his job on the court. Love Eddie Lampkin. Like, like he goes into his coach's office like at the start of the year, and he's like, what's my role? He's like, uh, get tough buckets and then do the too small sign. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then another Big 12 team in the state of Texas is the Texas Tech Raiders, Red Raiders. Um, you know, they lose a lot, but, you know, they get, they get like, they get a blue blood guy, Biggs. Kerwin Walton, who I, I, I hope he does good there. Yeah, like a Kerwin Walton. They also brought in uh, Davion Harmon. Fardaz. Fardaz uh, IMAC. Yeah. Uh, Demarion Williams from Gardner Webb. That's kind of just a blank slate squad too. Like they bring yeah, just and they, and they typically do that. And is O'Banner back? O'Banner's back. He's like their best returning guy. They because they do lose a lot. They lose Bryce Williams, Terrence Shannon, McCuller, Warren Arms. But I don't know. Like I can't think of the coach's name. He's in his first. Mark Adams. Year. Mark Adams. He just seems to be like a plug and play guy, and almost like a Houston in a way. Yeah, they're like a diet Houston. I kind of see that. Texas. Yeah. Texas could be good. After after being annoyed by Texas all year, are we gonna be a Texas team or can the Big Twelve three peat? I uh, there's enough there's enough ammo there probably with yeah. those teams. I mean yeah. they got Tyrese Hunter. Remember that one? Yep. Added him. You got Marcus Carr back again. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but they got him. Uh Timmy Allen's back again. Who deflates balls more, Tom Brady or Marcus Carr? Oof. Yeah. Yeah, good question. That's probably Marcus Carr. <laughs> um, but no, those yeah. are some honorable mention ones. Um, do you have anything else, Biggs? Uh, Auburn? So? Because like, the yeah. guys that are returning are the guys we were just fed up with a year ago, I feel. Yeah, maybe they'll get better. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> maybe, but they also bring in a couple of good big guys now with uh, – Johnny uh, Broom, I forgot. Your guy him. Johnny Broom, and then they got, they had a five star big too, who was like a was like a flip from from LSU, I think. I don't remember the guy's name. Johan Treor. Sure. I, I see that name. I'm like, there's no way that's a good basketball player. No, probably not. But yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some there's some potential with that Auburn squad again to just be similar to last year's Auburn squad. Um, hmm, trying to think. Arizona, I think will be okay. Maybe a little too much Kirk Risa. That might be a little scary. Oh no, that's what you need. You need that swagger. Who's the big guy that they had who was awesome? Tubelis. Tubelis Azulis. Yeah, he could be he could be something. 
they get Courtney Ramey in the transfer portal. But they lost. They lose Matherin. They lose Coloco. Yeah, Dale and Terry but, was big. So, I mean, they lost three really good guys. But yeah. um, if Tommy Lloyd is a uh, – I feel like they had, like, a really solid group besides that, though. Like, that, that they had another guard who came off the bench who was, like, solid for them, too. So, I don't know. I would bet that they're probably the favorite in the Pac-12 next year, them or UCLA. I was going to say, I think, I think UCLA is a favorite there. Um, you're probably thinking of Pele Larson. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah. So, so they have a lot of good guys. Um. So there's another team. Um, anyone else? There's got to be another Big East team, but I can't think of one. I mean, like Villanova, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I do have on my winners and losers sort of an under the radar one, and that's not maybe for this year, but just a good coaching hire, I think. And that's Butler getting Thad Mata. Yeah, that is a really good hire. You're right. Yeah. Xavier getting Sean Miller is interesting too. So much as Big East coaching hires. Like, that's what they're known for is their coaches. Except they lose the best-looking guy in college basketball. Yeah, how sad is that? Is that a, is that a loser? Have we uh, had a chance to talk about that? No, we have not. Losers, okay. Armani Suits, Jay Wright retiring. Yeah, that's just so sad. I'm going to miss seeing him. I am too. I guess maybe I'm going to have to accept uh, Tony Bennett as the best-looking coach. Yeah, you probably are. Actually, to be honest with you, you probably will see him as long as you just watch Fox College Basketball on Fox. He'll probably be on there somewhere. Okay. I'd be shocked <laughs> if he's not like an analyst, wouldn't you? Oh, you're talking about Jay Wright? Yeah, doesn't everything about Jay yeah. Wright just, like that dude's going to jump into a studio job and just be the man? I can see him. You think he's just going to be college basketball, or could I see him arguing with uh, Charles Barkley on NBA on TNT? On TNT? Can you imagine like him jumping in there on first take and arguing with Stephen A.? Speaking of guys arguing with Stephen A, like JJ Redick is making a name for himself being a arguer of things sports yeah. related. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. Is that a job title, arguer of things? Just contrarian. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we get out of here, Biggs? I suppose. I'm sure there's a lot more in the offseason that we can talk about, but uh, we've had enough here. It's been a busy offseason, and I think we've done a good job. Um, I think after such a long layoff, if I'm doing some self-reflection, I don't we think potted at a high level. level. Sometimes we potted at a you know, potting isn't necessarily like riding a bike, which is why us doing a really good job like this is that much more impressive. Cause it's right. not like riding a bike. People can't just jump back into the potting game. Like yeah. I, I, had to, I had to lather up. I was, I had to do some stretching. Um, I still think I might've pulled something, but that's all right. We got it done. Especially when we had such high expectations put on us with the intro. Um, people relating us to Michael Jordan. Like that's not easy. People fall victim to high, you know, high comparisons like that. So good, good on us. Yeah, absolutely. Comparison is the thief of joy, John. Was it you? I've heard that. Cause I've had to tell that to other people before. I like, and I, I heard it somewhere. I couldn't remember if it was you, but it's a good, it's a good one. Yeah, it is really good. That's really wise. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye. Bye.